1: Today is going to be a little bit different. Today, um, we're going to have Mona Fry on, and Mona is going to be the host. We're going to turn the tables, and I'm going to be the the guest, but I'm going to start it off. I can't give up control quite yet, I guess. Um, So, Mona, I believe we've introduced Mona before, but I'm going to do it again. Mona was born in Central Born and brought up in central New Jersey. So she's another Jerseyite. And then she relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina and began studying Reiki. She's, um, she, no, re- oh, I'm sorry. She acquired her Reiki one and two attunements in 2004. In 2016, she was in a car accident that changed her life. Everything came to a halt, all of her business, except for her spiritual practice, which included Reiki. That was a huge part of her therapy and recovery. Um, So she shifted into full-time practitioner where she became a Reiki master and teacher in 2019, and has since added animal Reiki master and teacher and animal communication certified medical Reiki master and certified hypnotist to her credentials. Um, Mona resides on a farm in rural (laughs) rural Pennsylvania Um, and has a flourishing healing practice where she clears people, animals and land both in person and through her distance practice. You can reach Mona at Mojo, M-O-J-O at Cultivating Kismet, C-U-L-T-I-V-A-T-I-N-G K-I-S-M-E-T dot com. Her information is also on the webpage of com. So thanks for helping me out on this, Mona. I really appreciate it. I needed you're, a host. Oh, you're welcome. I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be fun. Great, great. Mona and I have known each other a long time, so she's watched my development and my um, exploration through becoming a psychic. She, um, Let me back up a little bit. I was born with psychic abilities. And in my family, we grew up in a situation where it was acceptable. You know, if, if somebody got a message from somebody else without a cell phone, (laughs) that was normal. We had no, we just accepted that as the norm and we would send messages that way. So it was very um, acceptable, normal to us to to exchange information, get information outside of normal channels. However, I did, and Mona was part of my life, I think at that point, we actually worked together in a different industry when I started what I'll call psychic training. Um, but I have to admit that at that point, I was looking for an alternative to talk therapy, and, um, or psychotherapy, I wasn't happy, I was a little lost. I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. Dear Mona got all of this and dumped you know <laughs> as as a good friend does <laughs> and um and then everybody was into meditation, and I couldn't meditate. I would start with the mantra or the breathing, and very quickly, I'd either come to a half hour later, or I'd come to doing my dishes and don't know how I got there or something like that. So I couldn't quite do the meditation everyone else talked about. And I heard about a place that I could get training that um, I didn't know it was psychic going in there, to be honest, Um, that um, I would... um, Well, when I went in, they said you can know yourself, and I heard meditation would be visual. So I went in there, and it turned out that their belief is you cannot see yourself. You can only see yourself through someone else, and they proceeded to train me in psychic tools, and that's how it all started. So, um, So Basically, they explained to you what was
2: going on with your family and your life? And how to kind of hone it in and focus it and understand what it was that you guys were all doing as a natural
1: habit. Does um, that sound like yeah. a way to almost explain it? Well, you know what it is? They taught me um, some psychic tools, and then they would bring in people and we would read them. Mm. What it is, is at the beginning of the reading, that say, what do you want to say? What are you looking for? So, in other words, we're telling the universe, asking the universe to send us the mirror image we need because oh. we can't look at ourselves. So, um, then we would read, we would all read somebody. And in that read, we would almost always get the information we need or as much information as we could have. Can you give an example? um, Let me think about that. Um, So let's say if, um, let's say if I was going for, now you and I have worked together, so I was going for a new account or Mm -hmm. something. And at the same time, you know, how do I approach him? Whatever. Mm. Um, And then I'm doing a read. Now this is, in a completely different space than my business space. So I'm sitting down and I'm doing a read. And in that read, I'm reading someone who's afraid of authority. And that's what I'm reading. And then I realize this is my issue. I'm, I'm you know, I'm going for a, um, an account or a piece of business, but I consider them authority and there's fear here. Oh, so, okay. you know, they had mm-hmm. to show me, show it back to me, you mm-hmm. know, and that was my mirror image. They right. had to show it back to me, but I wouldn't have been able to get that by myself. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have seen it. I would, even in psychotherapy, it would have taken us months to get to that. Probably it seems so simple and I should get it in first five minutes, but it never did work that way. I had mm-hmm. to see it in somebody else. Mm -hmm. To be able to see it in myself. And then, of course, you can get deeper into family and relationships and, you know, um, pretty much everything else you're doing that you didn't understand in your life. (laughs) Right. And here's a perfect example. This is much later um, where I had been trained and I had been doing psychic work quite a long time. Um, I was going to. A, another place where I could work as a graduate for free. I could read people and um I wanted a mirror. You know, I just, my brother had passed away. It was a rough time and I just needed something, an anchor, a something. And um the first two times I went, it was like nothing, you know, I was, I gave it all, but there was nothing coming back and, um, the third time, I you know, I said to the universe, "This is it. If I don't get what I want, I'm not coming back." <laughs> <laughs> the usual, the usual ultimatum, you know, you give. <laughs> and um, this time, I went in and I read, started to read this woman. It was so much of a mirror that I finally said to her, "I I don't know any longer if I'm reading you or me." Oh wow! Her sister passed exactly the same way my brother passed and all of her fears and insecurities and seeing, you know, seeing the spirits and, you know, all of it was right there. So, you know, but I couldn't get to it because there was so much grief and energy around it for me. I had to have her reflected Mm -hmm. back. And it was a perfect reflection. I mean, it was, at one point, I really had to stop it and say, am I reading you or me at this point? Because it was so clear what I needed. And it turned wow. out it was her because she needed it too.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So the universe will provide, mm-hmm. definitely provide. So after yeah. the ultimatum, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got to know you're serious that you right. really want their help. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So... One of the things that I used to do, um, and I did it very deliberately, is I would, let's say, go into, um, I remember particularly one time I went in to make a business call in an office that was in a warehouse, and I pretty well knew everyone there. And I remember opening the door and sending my spirit out from my second chakra, to check the place out and see where everybody was and what was going on and all of that. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a cool little tool to have, but I later learned that it, it came with uh, a cost, you know, mm-hmm. in the fact that once I went out like that and coming back, I was not coming back clean. I was bringing energy back with me. And in bringing that energy back, it was, um, I no longer could tell which was my energy and which was the energy of the people I had looked at. So oh. uh, that was a tool that I desperately needed that I had no idea that I needed. I didn't even know it was a problem or even that other people did this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what an empath is an empath. Well, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say when you,
2: um, I think at one point when you and I had spoken about some things I was going through, one of the first things you said to me is we need to make sure that you're in your body. Yeah. And we never really discussed why that was so important, but no. um, this kind of alludes to it, right? Now you it can is. bring back somebody yeah. else's energy. Is it, tr- is it possible that Aside from bringing somebody else's energy in, if you're out of your body, can somebody else get into your body?
1: A lot of things can go on Um, Mm -hmm. when you're out of your body. um, Well, you're leaving all doors and windows open and and there's no Mm -hmm. nobody there. And and it's open pretty much to anything that um, is floating past that wants to come Mm -hmm. into your body, you know, and some people out there will freak out and think oh my god you know all these horrible things are coming in most of the time it's just a, you know kind of a low level spirit that's kind of floating around it's not mm-hmm. you know the boogeyman or you know these horrible things it's just other energy right um it'll it'll mix up your energy so that um so that you no longer know which is you and which is is um which is the other energy.
2: But that's so kind of, of the, is that similar to like when I feel um, my mom's anger when, I'm, when yeah. I leave the house or something like that. So and I did, it took me a long time to realize what was her anger and what was me. And I'm like, I have no reason to be angry right now. So I know it's not mine, right? right so right. something that's similar exactly to that. That's exactly
1: what it is. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what it is. And a lot of people, when they feel You know, that Mm -hmm. I feel you being, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of people are empaths. People like being empaths because they can Mm -hmm. read. Mm -hmm. So um, let me back up a little bit. And this Mm -hmm. is what I did too. Um, I knew the world through leaving my body and joining somebody else's energy. So if you and I met for the first time, um, I would energetically leave my body and come into your space I would merge our energies this way I would get to know you are you safe are you somebody I like are you somebody I can trust so I would merge our energies to know you and that's and then I would at one point come back when we separated come back or attempt to come back But that's where it gets rough. Now, chances are good you're an empath too because I could get into your space. Mm -hmm. Because if I go to someone who is not an empath, um, they will block me. I am not able to Uh, get their space because they're protecting their space. So how would you define an empath? An empath is somebody who merges their energy with somebody else. So So to know them, to know the world, yeah, Mm -hmm. to know them. And a lot of people like being in past. It certainly got an upside to it. You you know a whole lot more than you will know with your five senses. Mm -hmm. The downside is. A lot of people feel assaulted. They'll go to the, a lot of people will say to me, oh my God, I can't go to a grocery store. I just feel bombarded or, you know, I'm i upset and I don't know why I'm upset. They're taking on energy and they don't realize it. They also feel off kilter. So you asked me before why it's best to be in your own body um, or to be in the body. And what it is, is when you're in your body, um, you're solid, what I call solid. You're no, longer, um, you're no longer flaky. You're no longer losing things. You're no longer mm-hmm. um, not quite sure what you're talking about. Um, you're no longer off kilter. It's like being drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. when you're drunk you're walking around and you're actively doing things and you can look okay if you're not wobbling but mentally you're not really there mm-hmm. and that's kind of what it is like being out of body um so it's you're not quite there you're not quite present you're not fully present you're not getting the full experience of your life and that's the other reason that you don't want to be out of your body mhm so, um, so empath, the upside is you can know the world in a pretty um, intuitive way. The mm-hmm. downside is you're merging your energy and you cannot come back clean. So, I use the example, you're in a restaurant and you're ordering Brussels sprouts. And as they're going to get your Brussels sprouts for you, you think... I hate Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Why did I order them? Why did I order them? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't your thought. It wasn't your thought. Now, even when you're good at cleaning out, um, cleaning out other people's energies, there are some energies that you don't recognize. So if you and I are both afraid of snakes, Mm -hmm. um, I'm cleaning out other, you know, all other energy, including yours. But then I see that fear of snakes. I don't know what's yours because I have the same fear. It's oh, right. a matching fear. So you have stayed in my energy because I didn't recognize the fear. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that is, is tough to deal with, where as, as I call it, all doors and windows are open. It's, um, it's tough, tough to always recognize what is yours and what is other.
2: In the same way that you're merging because you leave, and we'll do this question before we go on break. Um, can you leave a part of you behind? You always
1: leave a little bit okay. out there. You, you, mm-hmm. as you said, as you merge with them, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're leaving a little bit, and you're bringing back a little bit. A little so bit. you are totally blended in a way, mm-hmm. and. That's where you're off kilter. You no longer know what's yours, mm-hmm. what's theirs, what's the whole world's. Right. So um, we can go to break now rather than go on because I can see the note. Perfect. Too. Yeah. yeah. So let's take it to break and then we'll come back. Mm-hmm.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. One thing's for
0: certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit a view through the to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit
3: aviewthroughtheveil.com. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Listening to Metaphysics A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call into to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to A View Through the Veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Hi, we're back to the show. This is Barb Crowley. And even though it's my show and Metaphysics of You Through the Veil, uh, we have on Mona Fry who is acting as a host today. And I'm pretending I'm a guest. So I'm going to hand it back to Mona. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it back to Mona, but I had to clarify. <laughs> I had to <laughs> it's clarify. a reminder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now, um,
2: now that we're Back from break, we'll kind of try and close up the empath part and maybe um discuss how being an empath is different from channeling
1: okay um in channeling, so in an empath you're you're leaving your body to get to know the world and you're merging your energies um, with those you want to know with channeling um you and i've done channeling and been trained to do it. So, with channeling, you as a spirit step out, step back away from your body, but you never lose sight. You watch and you have, you allow another spirit to come in and to use your body, to speak through you, to, or if you're doing healing with your hands, to use, to, to plug into your hands and do healing that way. So, another spirit is, is coming through you and using your body. Um, I personally am not that comfortable with channeling. Um, might be a little bit of a control freak on that. <laughs> but part of, part of it, too, is, <laughs> yeah, I don't really like that. But part of it, too, is I won't channel without another trained person there, trained psychic or, you know, um, metaphysical person there to watch that um to make sure that when we are done that that spirit pulls out completely i want to be able to watch myself but also have someone else watch because it's um for another spirit to be able to use your body is is quite something for them as well they want to be in a the body they want to experience a body and they want to work through your body so um i i always am afraid that They've pulled out completely without leaving a little door open. It's like software. You can leave a little door open in the back, in the Mm -hmm. background that, uh, you know, if you know that door is there, you can enter again. And Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that's closed. Um, When I work with channelers, when they read me, um, and I've had channelers Mm -hmm. read me, I'm always concerned about who that entity is. You know, and I'm always watching psychically, mm-hmm. because um, again, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's you really don't know who you've invited into your home, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and, right. and they sense. they want um, spirits want a body for the experience of it. Anybody who's hanging around the earth plane, and a lot of spirits do, and um, but only an extremely strong spirit. Can, and my belief is a little bit different than a lot of other people's beliefs. My belief is that we as spirits, before we come to the earth plane um, and have this experience, we are very, very strong spirits. Not many souls can come here. We're like the PhD program, you know, the extended program. Um, you have to be strong to make your own body. And I don't believe that it's given to you. I don't believe any of those things. I think you make your own body to fit the experience you've decided to have in this lifetime and and um, in the life experience you've chosen. So um, for the experiences I wanted to have in this lifetime, I could not come in as the five foot nine gorgeous you know, model woman (laughs) that I'd love to, because then my experiences would be different. (laughs) Mm -hmm, So I built a body to have the experiences that I designed that I would have in this lifetime. So So let's take this a step
2: further then and discuss um, the, the process of reincarnation, past lives, um, I, I believe that, you know, our soul is our soul and we um, have a body that we, we create a body, as you say, to come into this life and that we've had other lives because our soul keeps going on. But what happened to that belief that it's not a state, like what changed that? Because I, you know, I, I'm Christian, I read the Bible and they live to be 800, 900 years old when you read, you know, the earlier books in the Bible. And there's no way that this physical body lasted eight or nine hundred years, especially thousands of years ago, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's so they had to keep coming back in, whether it was into the same person that they were before, or oh, that's my my theory, anyhow. So, am I crazy? Or um,
1: <laughs> I don't know about the nine hundred year old guy, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> but that's oh, um, crazy.
1: There was reincarnation in the Christian Bible, in the Catholic Bible. They talked mm-hmm. about reincarnation, but um if I remember it right and I didn't look it up and check it, so don't be calling me. <laughs> <laughs> um but I believe it was the Council of Trent that they decided to throw out the belief of reincarnation. And um, you know why they throw that out. You know everybody was saying things like, uh Oh, well, I'll just do it next time. <laughs> when they tried to control the, the masses, it was like, oh, I'll just do it next time. And they didn't have the control and the power. So they thought, well, we've got to get rid of reincarnation. And I honestly believe that that is what happened, that they actually took it out of the belief system to be able to maintain control within this time period, within this lifetime. Mm-hmm. and that there would be a heaven, purgatory, or hell after that lifetime. So it was one lifetime, one and done, you know, mm-hmm. one and done. So you've got to be good, do what you need to do. and exactly. exactly. Right, right. And you can you can buy points from us kind of thing to get out of hell faster, purgatory <laughs> faster,
2: all those right. things. Right. Yeah. So much fear, so much right. Fear.
1: But you think about it. With reincarnation, you really don't have anything to sell you know, it's a, well, I'll clean it up next time. <laughs> I'll be good next time. Right. So, you know, I think they removed that um, for, for control, for power. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, um, but it looks like when I've looked at it psychically, I can see past lives. I can see the impact of past lives on this life. And I can mm-hmm. see um, the progression of um, or trajectory of the things that you wanted to learn. So uh, mm-hmm. let's say if, um, if you're working on relationships, um, you know, you'll go through, let's say, controlling relationship, abusing relationship, and you can see different lives with this kind of thing going on. And then you the abuser and the controller. Um my belief with reincarnation is you come back a lot of people believe that you're learning lessons and you know all kinds of things and maybe it's different wording but my belief is really that um you are experiencing you are this is an experience like a you're on a roller coaster and you scare yourself to death And you get to the end of it and you think, well, that was fun. Let's do that again after you scared yourself to death, you know, that kind of thing. But that's entertainment. The other value really is we get to be everybody. So when um, when let's say I am in this lifetime, a very rich person and I'm walking down the street and there are homeless people there who are very poor, and can't seem to get past it. And um, if I've never experienced that, I will judge that. And I will be, you know, get rid of these people. They're, They're, you know, no good. They're worthless. They, you know, they should be able to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, all that kind of thing. Very judgy. But if I've spent a lifetime homeless and poor, I know it from a completely different place. And I understand it much more deeply and I understand what they are able, really able to do and, Mm and, you know, why they make the choices they make. So I understand it from a completely different place. So I can accept them for who they are and accept their lives for what it is. And I can allow them to have the experience that they've chosen for this lifetime as I once chose to be homeless, to understand it. And in in this knowledge Mm -hmm. of each other and complete uh, acceptance and understanding of each other, acceptance is unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Well, and you develop some compassion in
2: that state as well. Well,
1: it's not Mm -hmm. only compassion, it's understanding. Mm -hmm. When you understand, there's compassion in a way is almost a poor you thing. <laughs> you know? mm. So I don't want to, you know, right. be negative mm-hmm. about it, but it's like a yeah, poor yeah, yeah. you thing. But the thing is, is when you truly understand the experience that they are having and that they're having this to expand their soul and their expansion of their soul is to, walk a mile in everybody's shoes. And when you've done that, you can accept somebody else completely and accept their lives and who they are and not judge Mm -hmm. and, and understand it to a very deep level. And when you can do that, that is complete acceptance and complete acceptance is, Mm -hmm. you know, is unconditional love. Other mm-hmm. than that, I don't know what unconditional love is. Right. You think about when you can completely accept somebody else for who they are and the experience they're having. Yeah. Not judge it, not try and change it, not try and fix it, um, not try and do anything with it. Just accept it. Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to do that is when you've lived it. When you understand it, when you've been there, when you've walked a mile in their shoes, that is acceptance. And then, so
2: talking about um, this, uh, like you know, decisions to live in these different um, positions through society or as different um, with different experiences, where does karma fall into that? We hear about karma all the time. Does it really play into it? Is it just something that was created so that we behave? In this lifetime.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, I I honestly don't believe there's judgment anywhere else but on the earth plane. And Mm -hmm. once you cross over, there's no longer judgment. Again, that's where unconditional love is. That's where complete acceptance is. I mean, you'll look at things like, ooh, that wasn't a good move. I'm not saying you're blind, but it's acceptance, you know, of, yeah, I'm human. You know, I did that. Or I didn't do that, whatever the case may be. But um, the um, oh, you were a bad person, and now you're going to have a bad life. I don't believe in that. Um, that kind of a karma. I believe karma mm-hmm. is really a group of experiences, and those experiences are build are expanding your soul and bringing you closer to complete unconditional love of all.
2: Mm-hmm. So.
1: Um, you can get caught caught in karma a couple of different ways. One is, um, trauma that gets stuck in your body. Most of the time you'll clean it out between lifetimes, but every now and then you'll have trauma stuck in your body and you need to work that out. That's a karma, Mm -hmm. um, unfinished business that, um, let's say you lost a child and you felt that you didn't protect that child. Well, the, you know, that, that fear, you know, may have come in and you've got to work that out. That's a karma. And then another one can be that you had the best lifetime (laughs) and you loved it. And, and I use the example of, let's say you were, you had a gorgeous voice and you were a singer in a past life and you would be on stage and the joy of performing and singing and all of it was just, you just had the best lifetime. Well, you come back and you ne- wanna move on to the next lifetime, you know, the progression of of expansion of lifetime. Um, and then you get the opportunity to be on stage. <laughs> um. And you still got the good voice because you the talents often will come with you, you know, or some semblance of the talent. Mm-hmm. And uh you go and do it again. And then you do the lifetime again. You just repeat it a lifetime. You can get caught in a loop. And then oh. what happens is you finally, in your planning committee, you decide, I have to come in the next time with a bad voice, can't carry a tune, and tone deaf. <laughs> you <laughs> can never accidentally do that again. <laughs> right. So, you know, but that's a loop that you can get caught into. So, um, yeah, that's a, another karma. But as far as, you know, you do did a bad thing and now you have to. Now, there is another thing where when you come in, the first time you come in, um, new new souls to this lifetime, not young souls, but new souls to this planet, really, or this plane. Um, you know, um, one of the first things that'll happen is they'll shoot somebody, you know? <laughs> Whatever reason that is, they'll shoot somebody. And the first thought to the spirit is, wow, that was pretty weird. I wonder what it's like to be shot. And the next thing they'll do is within that lifetime or in the next lifetime, they'll get shot just to experience it the other way. Mm. What was it like? You know, well, that was interesting. What was it like to, you know, be shot? So you'll you'll take it the other way. But that's experiences that you choose. So, um, you know, that's people might call that karma, but I wouldn't call that really karma. That's just a choice of experience. A choice. Yeah, and it's experience, curiosity. Yeah. A lot of experiences are curiosity. And then, it, and then, after you go through the initial, very curious, you get into the expansion of the soul, of acceptance of everyone, all mm-hmm. soul experiences. So, um, and then there is a committee in between. I think we're going to take a break though. So, before we go to the committee, (laughs) I think think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. All right. So, we'll be right back.
2: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
0: One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit avewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley you can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Do you feel that you
2: want more from your life but keep finding yourself in the same spot? It is time to break free from self-defeating patterns and limiting beliefs. Find out more by tuning into Let's Talk About It with nationally recognized psychotherapist, Dr. Janie Lacey. Learn to create healthy lifestyle choices so that you can be the best you. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fawzi Acosti, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Voice America Empowerment.com You are listening to Metaphysics A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to A View Through the Veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Hey, uh, this is Barb Crowley, and I'm coming back with Mona Fry. And um, it's kind of weird which one of us are going to jump in here because Mona's acting as my host today and I'm acting as the guest. <laughs> so I just realized I violated all the rules that I give to the guests speaking, yeah. through, <laughs> speaking through the um, the music, all of it. I did it all. <laughs> so I'm getting to see what it's like on the other side here. <laughs> that
2: is hilarious. I know. <laughs> So I think um, we should get into maybe you touched on um, you mentioned the word committee, and you also said uh, when you come here as a new soul. So I think maybe we should discuss a little bit about what happens either between lives or before this live, or you know between death and the rebirth. Like what? Where is that space that seems to be such a, a void zone? But I know it's not. But um, you know that's the that's the word I'm going to use to call it for right now but why don't we go into to what happens there and then we'll get into some other little things that we haven't talked about yet
1: or any phone
2: calls if we have anybody out there that wants to call in
1: um okay on um the space between the lives which is another life in there too there are a lot of other places that souls go to this is just one place and one of the harder places, you know, you kind of have a badge of honor when you've gone through the earth experience, the density, the cutting off of all information to um, really uh, removing yourself from everything you know. And um, and for experiences that are hard, and they are hard. We're the only ones with emotion like this and judgment and all of that. And that is the experience that we choose um and we get it we put together a committee before before we come in, uh we do put together a committee. And the committee analyzes basically where we've been and where we're going. So it's like a steering committee. What we wanna what we wanna learn, where we wanna expand next. And this isn't a sole expansion that we're working on. And a lot of times we'll be working on the same thing. So, you know, everybody wants to come in and be rich. So there are a lot of things to in rich. You could be inherited money. You could be that you worked, the, worked and got the money. You could be, uh, you won the lottery. You could be, and all of these are lifetimes. Um, and sometimes more than one lifetime to truly experience it in all its facets. And the same thing with being poor, you could be poor because um you know you you don't have the skills to go on or you don't are not coming from a culture to go on, or um you just have really bad luck, and I know people don't believe in luck; luck is the plan you have come in with a plan so to fully experience whatever it is you chose. Your committee will work with you. A lot of people talk about their guides, and often that's your committee. The thing is, is you are the point person of your committee. They assist you. You don't assist them. So when uh, people are always saying, well, let me check with my guides, that should be for um For information, for assistance, for, you know, to double check kind of thing, but not as a superior being. They are not, you are the point person. They are assisting you. You are not assisting them. So, you know, and every time I hear, well, I I have to go to my guides, you know, it's like, oh, let me (laughs) just talk to your guide, direct Thanks. move on. (laughs) I mean, why am I talking to you? (laughs) I'll just talk to them. So, you know. so they, you know, it, and I've trained people to to know the information themselves. The guides are always there, you know, to check in with or for whatever assistance you need, but to know the information yourself and how to gather information yourself. And later we can talk about empaths, where, how to do that with empaths as well. So um, before you come in... Um, You have a committee to plan the trajectory. It won't only be one life. It'll often be a a number of different lives um, that you will use to really fully experience something and the setup of how to do it. And and you do have a soul family that you'll travel with that not all of them will be reincarnated into the same um, at the same time but many of them will be, and you will share a life with them, the experience with them. But after you've experienced it fully, that trajectory, often your soul family will go in different places. You don't stay with them for eternity. But keep in mind, everything's connected. So it's not like they go away and you lose them. <laughs> you know, you right. don't know them anymore. You know, everything is connected and always connected. But. um that's what I see in in reincarnation and preparing for reincarnation and the um and the um the learnings or you know they're not lessons it's experience to expand your soul. One thing I want to bring up though is as you take on a body and you come into this life, a lot of people will come to me and say, "Please, <clears throat> I think I've had." I've been attacked by a bad spirit or, you know, I um somebody threw energy at me or any of these things and I'll clean them out and I can pull out whatever energy they're worried about and protect, have them set up a protection, all of those things. But I want everybody to know you're the one that created the body. You were strong enough to create a body. They were not that spirit that you are afraid of or sometimes is haunting you in your own home, they were not strong enough to create a body. They will intimidate you. They will act as if they're stronger. They'll do everything in their power to get you to believe that they are the stronger. But remember, they couldn't create a body. You could, which means you are the stronger. So, you know, I want everybody to know when you're frightened by something sit back and remember they couldn't create a body you could you were the stronger spirit so that is something i want everybody to realize that's
2: a huge point because i know even for me when i work on somebody they'll say i feel like somebody's attached or i can't get rid of this negative feeling or um and that's that's probably a huge you know boat of confidence to mm-hmm. have in your back pocket as a tool Right. How does, um, you know, these experiences and stuff, they equate to a life, like we hear the term life purpose. That mm-hmm. so,
1: That is really, your life purpose is really the plan you came in with. Mm-hmm. So when you've sat with that committee and you've made a plan of what do I want to experience in this lifetime, it, it's huge too. You're also a support spirit to other people. Mm-hmm. So let's say... Um, you have a miscarriage. You want to experience that. Um, you wanted to bring a spirit partially through, so your support to that spirit. You're married, so your partner, what is it, What is their experience of you having a miscarriage? You know, so it goes mm-hmm. out and out and out and out. And many times, um, let's say somebody who is a drug addict, let's say, the family around them, you know what are what is the experience they're going through, so not only are you going through an experience you've chosen to go through, you're allowing them to have the experience that they need to have, mm-hmm. so it just it it's like the ripples in a pool you know mm-hmm. it, or when you throw a rock into a pond, those ripples go out and out and out and out, and we're all having experiences that we really couldn't have without somebody else there you know right. those those ripples could not go out without that rock in the middle so there's and we all are thrown rocks in the middle so yeah right, we are right. all assisting each other um a lot of times i know we don't uh I'm sorry go ahead. I was going I was gonna to take say protocol again. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to cut you off. No it's not yeah. <laughs> mute mute. <laughs>
2: yeah. So um what would you I know you really like to work with Empaths and help them to maneuver their way through this life with mm-hmm. I mean I I am an Empath so I I can't even watch scary TV shows without feeling like I'm sitting right smack in the middle of the t like of that experience, and it's real. Um <laughs> which so is I, terrifying. Learned, yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's awful. Mm-mm. So I've I've learned obviously not you know not to feel that way anymore. But what would be a tool you would give somebody, whether it's like maybe a tool to get grounded or a way to focus on the present moment, or um, one what would one you of the tools.
1: But before I go to the tools, the one thing I want to bring up is um, where we talked before about um, I feel like energy is attached to me or I feel often that is empathic energy that is not, you know, a spirit attacking you. That is empathic energy that has gotten blended and you don't know how to clean it out.
2: So almost like when you walk into a room and it's like, oh, my God, that person makes me feel sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. So you've attached with that, merged with that energy and, yeah, and people separated. Feel,
1: yeah, and they probably right. feel sick to their stomach, and that's what right. you're picking up on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or people who are tof- toxic, mm-hmm. you know, you feel the right. upset, you know, all of those things. So mm-hmm. um, that usually is empathic. And makes um sense. So with empaths, the most important thing to do there is to get into your body because mostly you're out of your body. We have, I think, an epidemic going on of the younger people who are mostly out of their body. And, um, which is a a huge problem because it's the anxiety. The fear, the the not knowing who they are, all of this is out of their body. The cutting, the kids who are doing cutting, that's an attempt to bring for the to pull the spirit back in. Mm -hmm. Um, The um, all of those things, it's like an epidemic going on. And part of that now, I'm gonna, and we're running out of time. But now I'm gonna talk a little bit about how the vibration. Of the new spirits coming in, they're meant for the new vibration, and yet they got born into the old vibration because we just passed over to the new vibration in December. It looked like they crashed together. Not that all of us is there. Now we have a little foothold in. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we've got one foot in the old and one foot in the new, but it's difficult for the newer uh, people who have been born, I'd say in the last 30 years, I mean that mm-hmm. long, 20, 30 years right. to to be here, to be fully here. So right. the, the most important thing is how to be in your body, how to get mm-hmm. your spirit into your body without harming anything. Mm-hmm. You know, one way actually is to grab ice and hold ice. That will pull you into your body, but to oh. learn how to be in your body at all times That is a tool that I would love to teach because empaths are just get clobbered by Mm -hmm. um, energy that floats out there that, you know, hits into them. They're so hypersensitive that, that life is hard for them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I do teach the tool of how to get in and be in your body. Um, And so that it's normal that this is normal. And it um, the first thing I do is, is, Go through a meditation and get them to feel what it's like. And then we go on to break the habit of, um, have, you know, out. their spirit pulling out. Yeah, mm-hmm. their spirit pulling out.
2: I always say we got to make it a happy place so that she
1: wants to stay. <laughs> yeah, no, we've got to make it so that they want to stay good and bad. You know, right, right. so, yeah, yeah, not just happy times. Yeah, yeah. Not just happy times. No, I know. Yep. But it looks like we're winding down. I tried to get as much information in as possible. Um, you can come to now. I'm going to take it back here, host. <laughs>
2: Go for it. Thank you,
1: Mona. Um, you can get hold of Mona at Mojo at, you want to say it again? <laughs> Mojo at cultivatingkismet.com.
2: Facebook Thanks. at cultivatingkismet.com. And um, my cell number, area code 704-996-9697.
1: Okay. And you can get me at a view through the or a view through the veil at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook again, a view through the veil or body and soul psychic. And I hope you all enjoyed that little trip. Me as a guest Mona, thank you so much for being my host. And now I'll give it back to Mona to say goodbye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks everybody. Hope we were able to give you a little information on, some of the things that Barb likes to do and how she got into this and why she ended up on this radio show and appreciate you listening
1: thank you
0: thank you for joining us for Metaphysics A View Through the Veil please tune in for another edition with your host Barb Crowley next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel enjoy your upcoming weekend